Let's rock. The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. It's time for 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 the percolator. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish in the percolator. There was a fish. 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 There was a fish in the percolator. We're back! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back! And that was not a good fade out of that music. Sorry. I'm a little rusty, man. I'm so excited to be back on. Man... Firecast with us. We are back after a long hiatus, if you will. With me is the great Kevin Pickle Deal. Hey, Gunner. And the even Kelly. greater Kelly Neal. Hello. And hey, Kevin. Kevin, you should do that voice you did before. Let's open this thing up. Do it. Let's voice? rock. Let's rock. I, I don't remember what I did. It's you know what rock. you <laughs> I love it. Do it again. Was that good? Do it slower. Yeah, do Are it slower. You kidding me? No, I, just do it. Please. I don't, I don't remember. I don't. <sighs> oh my god! Really? Stage fright? <laughs> I don't. I just don't think it was that good of of an uh, impression. It wasn't even back. Well, how about you, Gunner? Why don't you do the impression? Well, let's rock. Yeah, Michael. What's his name? Michael Anderson. You know, you know why I'm good at this now? Because when I edit, um, my, uh, I got a jog wheel. So if I'm like fine tuning a thing, I'll actually go back. I wish I could do it to show everyone, but I'd have to stop the recording. But like, it actually like, so I can get like the exact moment of where to cut. So I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it says does it backwards. Here, I'll stop. How does it sound when you say it backwards? Well, I'll stop the recording so you guys can hear, and no one else will be able to. So hang on. All right. See, that was that was just completely. um, No one knew. No one got to hear that. But yeah, we stopped it so they could hear my. Speak, and then it goes backwards. So it doesn't really sound like Michael J. Anderson. It sounds like the end product. It sounds like all the weird backwards talk, but it doesn't sound like English. Well, I think it sounds like Satan. It does. <laughs> that could be the whole point of it, though. Maybe. Maybe. Let's get let's get to, get to this, right, because so yeah, we, I, got, we have so much to talk about. We do. So we. I'm not going to get into the, the whys, but yeah, I, I apologize. This is on me. I've had some issues. And um, we are actually three episodes behind, so 
unfortunately, we all didn't wait three weeks to uh, record. Um, <laughs> we didn't wait three weeks to record or to watch. Um, so we've actually we're all caught up. So we're three episodes behind on the podcast. So um, let me see where we are in the show. So this is what 13, 14, 15. Is that where we are, Pick? Uh, hey, I'm fourteen. So the last one that aired was, was I think was, I think there's only two that we missed. Yeah, no, 12, we missed three. 13, we we 14. didn't. Whoa, what's that? Oh, was that me? What's that noise? Is that me? I don't know. It's uh, it's Bob coming through the electricity. I hope that's not me. Yeah, so it's just a natural thing that occurs. I can't force it. So, yeah, we actually, we're actually three episodes behind on the discussion because... 12, 13, and 14. Yeah, so the last ones we recorded are 10 and 11. Uh, We we got like 20 minutes into 12, and then uh, we lost the recording. My bad. So we just said, F it, we'll finish it another day, and we never ended up getting back to it. So, um, so yeah, so I guess what we'll do is we'll try and go through what we saw. Obviously, some things have been, um, some things have been resolved. So if things have been resolved, we won't really, you know, obviously we won't speculate on it. But, uh, you know, we'll kind of go quickly through this. So, um, so try not to, well... I mean, guess, is there anyone that's going to listen to the, is there anyone waiting to hear our comments before they start the next episode? Probably (laughs) not. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll try and stay spoiler free during the episode, but if not, then whatever. So, um, so yeah, let's start with episode 12, um, so uh, this is going to be well. I got luckily I have notes, so we can go back and hopefully we'll remember what we saw. Yeah, I know I a lot of this. Notes, but... A lot of these stuff kind of bleeds together, especially at the beginning. Um, I'm not doing it as much as we used to, but I used to watch those episodes like four or five times each, and now I'm kind of enjoying the you know. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, we'll go back. So episode twelve started um, with the. Um, the Tammy Blue Rose Project Blue Book kind of, what do you call that, orientation? Is that what you would call it? Initiation? Yeah, he's like, oh, um, hey, remember this? What's your answer? And she said, Blue Rose. And and then, but when, I think like during that scene, she didn't really, really look that excited. I don't know if it's because of the acting skills or... I just I I feel like she, every she talked is like always moving, you know. It's 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 weird. Yeah. She's pretty terrible. <laughs> eh, I don't know. I, I I like her, but um, I love this scene just because it's bringing more emphasis on uh, the book, you know, secret history. I love that, and they're actually referencing, you know, Project Blue Book was a big deal in the book. And so I like anytime they bring something from the book into the series, it makes me feel better about the fact that I read this thing twice and I'm probably going to read it a third time. I actually almost started rereading it again, but I think I'm going to wait till the series is over and then read it again. 
But, um, yeah, dude, I like this scene. And um, I heard that uh, the one that actually does Tammy Preston's voice in uh, the audiobook is Candy. Is it really? Yeah. Huh. Well, I know not. Candy. I know not everyone. Uh oh, electricity. <laughs> electricity. I wonder if my cable. <laughs> you do that so good. I love it. Was <laughs> it making fun of my girly voice? <laughs> no, I think at the end you kind of put this little like. I don't know. The little, the little. You should talk like that all the time. <laughs> I should. Actually, I did think about talking like like a a, a southern person. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought like about you that. don't already. <laughs> not not that bad, no. Oh yeah. No. It's because you can't hear it. Because you live in North Carolina and everybody talks like that. I understand because when I go there, I'm like, I come home and I'm like, people are like, God, you sound country. You sound like that right now. I know. Are we recording? Yeah, we are. <laughs> this is this is great. Uh, podcast yeah. gold is our Mexican yeah. friend. Thing. You know what? I'm just happy to be here. So. Yeah, that's true. So, um, at the end of this scene, we bring in Diane, who utters the legendary phrase "Let's rock," or as Pickle would say. It's rock. <laughs> now, how many people? Now that "Let's rock" has appeared several times throughout the entirety of Twin Peaks, because as you're saying, Michael Anderson said it in the. It was in the series. It was a fire walk with me. Was it in fire walk with me? And then it was written. Yeah. It was written in the car. It was written on the car, which I think that was that was in the pilot. When Jet disappeared. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, Shit. let's rock. I wonder if, uh, if that'll have some bigger meaning or if it's just, if it's the, I've got a bad feeling about it of Twin Peaks. So I guess only time will tell. So the next scene now, yeah, the next scene, uh, we get a brief clip of Jerry again, looking for his car or wandering through the forest but that leads into Sarah. So let's talk about this scene with Sarah at the grocery store and the beef jerky. Um, let's not get into the end of this last episode. But no, um, I have I have one comment to make, not about that. But I wrote down something very interesting here. Um, so uh, when we get to that point, I'd like to revisit this moment. Okay, cool? perfect. Perfect. See? Communication. <laughs> so, I mean, Sarah just has a... Uh, she has a shopping cart full of Bloody Mary uh, accoutrement. So, I don't know. I just thought that was... I, I, I guess, you know, without getting too much ahead, and that's one thing we missed bundling these three episodes together is we missed all this speculation about Sarah. Because even when we recorded... We when we recorded the notes though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I have notes too, but um, you know, let's. Uh, I mean, we obviously it's hard to speculate since we know a lot more. But uh, 
you know, we also had, we could skip ahead a couple scenes. We had Hawk going to Sarah's house and the fan. I mean, that really hasn't been resolved yet, but pick, what are, what are your thoughts on the ceiling fan? Do you think that, is that like the electricity have something to do with that? Because obviously that ceiling fan is important. It's not just David Lynch being David Lynch. What do you think, pick? Do you think that there's some specialty to that ceiling fan? I don't know. I mean, it, it, it might be uh, the. <laughs> the <laughs> this is what I think about it. Um, I feel like that's just sort of like an omen. Mm-hmm. An omen? Interesting. You know, it's supposed like to in, in, uh, in, inject sphere into the, the door. You know, we associate that with Bob showing up in Laura's bedroom. Um, or the the eerie feeling that she would have when she would look at the fan and she'd be like, her face is shaking, you know, her eyes are all big and wide, and you're like, oh, no, here comes Bob. Now, Pick, wasn't there a a scene in Missing Pieces with the ceiling fan? What was that about? Well, that's what, she was on the stairwell? Yeah. I don't know, man, I think... I think that might just be a Lynch thing. You think he's just Lynch, just Lynch being Lynch? Because there's been ceiling fans and Mulholland, Blue Velvet, Lost Highway. I think there's something about the 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 look that it gives when it goes like it's got that flicker. Maybe it's a know. way to a segue to the next scene, you know? Yeah, could be. But your your omen thing, Kelly. What 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 were you meaning about like omen, like like foreseeing something happening type thing? Yeah, I mean it's it's sort of like a you know for the viewer. We associate we associate the the, the ceiling fan with Laura's fear. Mm-hmm. So and then when we see a ceiling fan, it's. We're we're feeling Laura's fear. So every time I see a ceiling fan like that on on there, I'm like, ooh, you know. And also, and also, it, it casts a shadow. The, the the fan does, you know. And shadows can sometimes. Be ooh, pretty. it's this doppelganger. Who's ceiling fan has a doppelganger. Is it? <laughs> who's there? It's shadows. <laughs> What's the thing that, uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Oh, what the kid on the, uh, Michael Sarah? Um, Wally? Yeah, I could. What's he say? What's he say about shadows? They're always with him. Sometimes they're behind him. See, he's the one. He, he, he did it. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I, I made that theory up all on my own. It's a pretty good one. So when when Hawk was at went to Sarah's house, Kelly, and they heard the noise inside the house, what was that? You mean the uh, electricity sound? Well, I thought I thought when he when he was up there, I thought he heard noises like in the kitchen. Hmm. Do you think maybe that's like a portal? Maybe that ceiling fan is a portal where people yeah. come in and out. Dude, 
I don't know. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question though, because yeah, Hawk, yeah. Was, there was somebody there because she he heard the noise and he he said she like closed the door, like you know she was acting all shady. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out more. I think. I think we got a lot more Sarah to come. So let's move on. Um, after that, we had a uh, we had a scene with uh, Carl and his resident about having him stop giving blood. There's a lot of blood in this episode, if you think about it. Like, because you had Sarah with the yeah. bloody, with Sarah with the bloody Marys. You had the whole blood thing with the Carl giving, you know, telling the guy not to give blood. Do you think that's just a scene just to show Carl as a good guy, as as a great guy, if you will? Or do you think there's something something more? Do you think he knows something about? Like, what do you think that is, Cal? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think you know, it's definitely to make him look like a a good, more of a, a affectionate character. Kind of like the uh, old underdog guy that, you know, is going to help everybody uh, win the task, you know, which is, I guess, to save the town from evil. So maybe he's like, you know, one of the the little uh, groups of people, you know, you've got the bookhouse boys, you've got um, uh, the FBI, you, you know, um, Gordon Cole and all that. And then you have the people in um, with uh, where um, uh, uh, the major's body is. You have the Navy or government involved. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's like, are they all going to be standing around the circle like, yay, we fixed it. But <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what they're trying to do is like make him seem yeah more likable. That's what I... That's what I think for sure. Hmm. Interesting. Very good. Very good. So the next scene, we get a quick one, but this was my favorite moment of the this episode. So Dougie <laughs> played catch. With. Sunny Jim. This 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 whole thing with Dougie. Honestly, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Why? Why is this still happening? <laughs> and it's hilarious. And I, like, I'm just as soon as I see them playing what, catch. What is going on here? As soon as I, I see him, so you weird. can't help think he's gonna get hit in the face. Like, there's no other way this could end but him getting hit in the face. <laughs> now, do you think? Let me ask you, pick uh, with the whole Cooper Dougie thing. Do you think that him not waking up is? Lynch being Lynch, because one of the traits of Lynch, especially in this series, is to take a scene, for example, and just draw it out 40 times longer than it should be. Case in point, Mm -hmm. the sweeping scene at the roadhouse. That should have been two seconds, and that was like eight minutes of Uh someone sweeping. So, I mean, that's kind of what Lynch does. He overdoes it, which is great, which is part of the reason why we love it. But that's, do you think that's what he's doing with with Coop? Not having Coop wake up? It's just he's drawing it out for Lynch being Lynch? Because Lynch's stuff is so emotional. Well, for example, the, the sweeping scene, it seems to like, like... Like, you take something so absurd as the sweeping, you know, and to, to draw it out. 
Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's it's, it's quirkiness, you know. I don't I don't know. Like the, I mean, you can't really say the whole, you know, coop thing's been drawn out. Oh, I mean, that's been the whole series so far, you know. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So, but I mean, I we do get uh, Mister C, been a major you know. Story, so. You know, we kind of we get to see some sort of, yeah. you know, <laughs> Mr. C. This is funny. This is great. I love it. I'm like, go ahead. Make me just sit there with my mouth open and saying, what? What? Oh, what? <laughs> what was that guy? Oh, never mind. Next. <laughs> well. I need to write this down, though. We'll move on. So, you know, after the Dougie baseball and we talked about the Hawk, we get the quick shot of Miriam in the hospital. And there's nothing really to say about this except Miriam's still in the hospital. And then we get the shot of Diane. We get the scene with Diane. Um, you know, more communications with uh, Coop. And then we move on to uh, to Ben. I put Hank, but it's Ben and uh, and Frank. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ben Horn and Frank yeah. going to tell him about, you know, what Richard did, Richie Horn. Um, I, I don't know. That's I like that scene. It was something that's totally unnecessary. And I don't know if this is just another way to draw things out, but just but I like it. I I like the new Ben Horn. You know, I don't know if it's going to yeah. pay off for anything. But I like that. Maybe, maybe he's gonna go crazy and then, like you know, reenact uh, World War Two or something. <laughs> but you know, the last time they showed him before this, it seemed like he was going back to being Ben Horn, because you know you, you have him getting in a fight with his wife, and then he's like, you know, Ashley Judd, let's go to dinner. So it's like, for a second, you think Ben Horn's coming back. But then this scene shows up and he's po- totally back to being nice Ben Horn. I kind of dig that. So. Hmm. Well, I, I was reading you know, an, an interview with uh, our beloved James Marshall. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they were, they were talking about Lynch and, you know, giving little small roles to each uh to each character or whatever, you, you know, like just having like quick stories. And he, he said, there's just, you know, so many people in the cast that he, it seemed like he just kind of given like a closure to, to the character, you know, like a, like a quick shout out type thing. Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. So, All right, so then, um, see, some of the stuff, I don't even remember what it was like, the Gordon scene after this. I don't remember what that was. Do you remember what the Gordon scene is? Which scene, uh, the Gordon scene? Yeah. I remember him drawing a little 
critter. I don't remember what episode that was. Yeah, that was two. That was I can see why. I can see why you say now how you wanted to do them fresh on your mind. Yeah. I can see that. Was this the scene where? Hang on, I think. Was he talking to? Um... Was this where he was having the dream or the the scene with the? Which I no. I... I, no, it's coming up because I have I have notes on it. Not, I think it's it's two pages from now. Okay. I didn't write anything down about the scene. Um, I did write down something that says key. So I believe that that's the when Ben said hey, I got the key. That was, you know, the agent Dale Cooper's room. Here, why don't I do this? I I got my phone here. I'll just. Fast forward this episode and see. I just need to see one split second of what it is, and it should remind me. Oh, stupid electricity! I need a new cord here. Electricity. <laughs> Did you do it again, Kevin? I didn't. That was actually him, Michael J. Anderson. Oh, it was. Him. Yeah, I have him in my closet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't he's, care. He's not in the closet. He's more like in the I'm... cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you do. I'm sure you've shown him pictures of your butthole already. Oh, you know? come on. <laughs> not uh, the place. Okay, uh-huh. Not connected to my uh-huh. 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 Very glad I can't see you. Uh-huh. Yeah, Whatever. that that was no. that. This is the scene that I believe. Hold on. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I think this is. Well, I thought I would have taken more notes. My notes are kind of like just things like exclamation points, you know, and I'm like, what? I just wrote down one word. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's the coal scene. Yeah, it was this scene. Okay. So next we get the coal scene where... um, I don't want to skip ahead too much, but was is this was that Monica Bellucci? Like that was my thought the whole time, and then spoiler, it gets revealed that he had a dream about Monica Bellucci. Was wait, this to be- wait? Who's who's Monica Bellucci? That's what I want to know. She's I forget. Like the most who is Monica in, Bellucci in the world? Really? What? Who is she really? No, I mean, in the in the show, she's playing herself. Yeah. Oh. So, but was this scene where Albert walks in? Was that Monica Bellucci as well? You mean the lady in the red dress? Yes. No, that wasn't her. Okay, because I my original thought was that's Monica Bellucci. She was sexy though. Oh my gosh. But then I saw. I think that was uh, Paz Vega, wasn't it? Because then we get the scene, 
So, okay, so that wasn't Monica Bellucci, where she's like, yeah. I'll, I'll, meet, God, no. I'll meet you downstairs. Because then, okay, so let's let's put this scene on hold then. So that was Paz Vega. Okay, then what, what's this scene about? Pick, I mean, is this just showing that he's a womanizer? Or was this a dream? No, it couldn't have been a dream. It had the multiple people in it. And it wasn't he wasn't the uh, the 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 creator of it or whatever. It, like as Albert, Albert goes to see him. I when know. you have dreams, do you are you in, aren't you in the first person normally? Not always. Or okay, I just really? want to make sure because that okay. <laughs> so we're skipping ahead two episodes, but um, when he's describing this. The, the dream he later has with Monica Bellucci, it sounds like the beginning of this scene because he's like, I was in the hotel room with Monica Bellucci and she said, Hey, I'll meet you down at the bar. So it kind of seemed like that scene was the, was his actual dream. I don't know. It, Cause when I first saw it, I thought that was Monica Bellucci, but then her name, she wasn't in the credits. So I'm like, well, maybe that wasn't Monica Bellucci. But maybe they kept her out of the credits. I don't know. Maybe we need to watch this scene again. But I think this was the this was the actual dream that he would later tell Albert about. <clears throat> but I could be completely wrong. I just thought it was one of those, you know, scenes to show... I don't know. That, that was the whole thing. Like twelve. Like when we had that first time we were going to record, I really didn't seem that there was really much to talk about because there was a lot of yeah. just a lot of you know just the quirky ass characters and yeah. And I, I feel the same way, Kevin. I still think that that I think that was part of the dream. I don't know. I I think that was the dream, but I could be wrong. I mean, like I said, we'll have to rewatch that again, but. Hey, this is what because, this is. Uh, okay, go. Um, I was like, I was to say, this is what I'll do. Um, I I have this. Um, before you're talking about the red dress chick, um, <clears throat> who I think was supposed to maybe, I don't know, uh, have some sort of um, a shout out to Rosanna Arquette, you know, because she was sort of vintagey looking like that. Yeah. And, in blue velvet but i have some notes here before that and i'm not really sure what it means so maybe we can put it together and remember that way <laughs> i put richard and then i put never had a father and okay so that Mike, that is that's coming that up Mike. that's coming up that's oh. that's in the yeah Oh, okay, okay. Okay. So Richard not having a father that was brought up in the scene with Frank and Ben when Frank came to see Ben, he Ben what Ben mentioned he's like, yeah, you know, he's troubled. He never did have a father, so that's where that's from. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, guys, listening. It's if this sounds ridiculous, but yeah, it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you have something else? Uh, well, you know, I have a bunch of bunch of notes here i guess what i did was i just wrote them wherever i could so i'm just gonna not do that okay, i'm just gonna wait till we talk about it okay that's <laughs> fine so then after the scene with gordon we get the scene with uh hutch and chantel 
assassinating Warden Murphy. Now, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw that, I thought it was Gordon. Like, I thought, like, actually, the whole time I thought it was Gordon, even when his kid came out. Um, and then during the credits, I saw the name Warden Murphy's son in the credits. And I'm like, oh, that's right. They were supposed to assassinate Warden Murphy. So, I don't know. Did you did you know that was Warden Murphy the whole time pick, or did you think that was uh, Cole? No, yeah, I, I didn't think it was Cole. No, okay, good. It, I'm just an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I just didn't... Uh, I don't know. To me, like nothing about it seemed relevant. Goalish. Well, I think they just showed the back of his head. I mean, they didn't really show his face, but anyway. All right. So after this scene, we got more Jacoby's podcast. I'm calling it a podcast. I don't know what it actually is—a web series or what? A ham radio. But for this, for the sake of this podcast, we're calling a podcast. Um. To me, the whole Jacoby thing, it just seems like that they're playing the exact same thing that happened earlier with him, you know, just playing it over. I'm like, okay, the Jacoby podcast is basically the same thing over and over. It's like our podcast. It's the same thing over and over again. (laughs) So, all right, well, let's skip one scene and we'll go into the very last scene with, uh, which is the Roadhouse Girls. Anything, anything about this that stands out to you? Because I don't, I don't even remember. Like, I don't remember any relevance to this scene. Well, I guess before that we had Diane, uh, and the coordinates. Where? Well, I, I have, I have a little thing here that I want to put. There's um, <clears throat> a scene, at, sort of at the end of, I guess, which is the last one. Fourteen. Yeah. Um, this the the kids were talking about Billy, right? Yes. Some somebody was talking about Billy. Do you want to save that till we get to that point, or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's let's I'm save just that. Saying I kind of pick I pick that up. Okay. Um. All right. Well, let's let's talk then. If we got more things, we could bring them up, but. Uh, the meat of this episode, the biggest takeaway is obviously uh, Audrey's return. And I wrote mm-hmm. down every name she said because she, she mentioned Billy. She mentioned Charlie. She mentioned Tina, Paul, and Chuck. So, do. Charlie is the husband. Yeah, Charlie's right. Let me ask you this Is Charlie a midget? A midget. Is he really a midget? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. What I he's totally a midget. He's, a on the, little... he's on the path. What the <laughs> hell is going on with that? I'm like uh, Audrey. I I think uh, uh, now the the, I don't na- know. the name Billy is mentioned again. Um, the name Billy is mentioned. Um, was it this last week? Or yeah, yeah this this week the one that just happened. Um. All signs point to Billy being homeboy who's throwing up in in front of Nido and Chad okay. in jail. Oh, so that, that you think that's Billy? 
Supposedly. Oh, I mean, okay. That's what that's what the internet's saying, and that's where all uh, the so did he go to prison for shooting the gun? No, because he was in the other car. So how could why would he be in prison? Oh, you, oh you're talking about something what? else. You're not talking about the 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 kid throwing up with the honking the horn lady. You're talking about the guy in prison. No. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, okay. The guy that was all bloody and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that right? was that was that was with Chad and when with Kelly's boyfriend. She was Chad. making the noises. Yeah. And okay. They were driving Chad. Crazy. So, so we think that's Billy. And that was who they were talking about at the end of that. Ep- okay, well, we'll get to that later. Then we'll get to that. Um, do yeah. we do we know who Chuck is? Paul or Tina? Yeah. Who are they? Richard and Tina, maybe. The Tina from Richard and Tina. So let me ask you this. Um, the girls. Tina? Oh, oh you know who Tina, Tina is? The girl at the end. No, no, no. The girl at the end um, of last week. Tina's her mom. Because she mentioned that. She mentioned All that right. her mom was Tina. I wrote that down. I found it interesting. But I don't know if that's the same Richard and Tina. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Are I you talking they... about Richard and Linda? Oh, yeah. It's Richard and Linda. That's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is right. I jumped on. Oh, I, jumped, I, I even ju- wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Richard t- and Tina. Ooh. <laughs> so Tina is that. Okay. So we'll get to Tina then later. So do we know who Chuck is? Have we seen a Chuck? Maybe it's a Charles. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Lopez. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're talking about Twin Peaks, Kevin. Yeah, there's no Mexicans in Twin Peaks. I can't, you know, not think of Ch- Chuck Lopez every time I think of Chuck. <laughs> a little shout out. Or <laughs> so, cheese, Chuck E. Cheese. So, what did you think, Kelly, of Diane or of Audrey's return? Uh, well, I found it to be very much like the soap opera, you know, that too. it was happening in the first. Uh, in fact, there was a short period where I thought, "Oh, Audrey's an actress. She's on Invitation to Love." Like I really yeah, th- thought that, that when I first saw it. But then she yeah, said the word the roadhouse, and I'm like, well, maybe not then. I I feel as though um, she might, either that or my theory is she may be in a coma or uh, in some sort of alternate reality in her mind. So I, I don't know. I mean, you did say that, uh, Ben did say that, uh, uh, Richard never had a father. He didn't say anything about the mother. It's true. True. Well, the, the the thing I like about your coma thing is that they were talking about how all the furniture where her and the midget dude are, like it's all, everything looks dated, like everything looks old and antique and Yeah. I mean, like even like the stereo... You know, it was like a 1950s stereotype thing. <laughs> huh. I didn't pick... So, I mean, I noticed that the furniture was kind of off, 
but uh, that's what made me think it was clothes, imitation of love. You know, yeah. he's. So, I mean, I can I can buy your uh, your uh, theory of the coma thing. I haven't. And I tell you, I haven't read anything on the internet for a while because I just I, it's so much. Um, I tried not I, to, I've and then I saw myself. I'm sorry, Kel. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I, you know, I had taken it off my Facebook and everything. I mean, every once in a while, I go back and read synopsis of, you know, from the beginning, just mm-hmm. so I can, you know, remember and, you know, kind of use it, you know, in my brain when I'm watching the show. Um, basically, I cram right before, you know, a show. But um, um, wait, what are I talking about? <laughs> Audrey, Audrey, your your coma theory. See, I'm mad. You know, I'm just ooh. So, so I stopped. Like Susan I, Lucci. Feeling. I I tried staying away, and then I saw Andy sitting talking to a certain fireman, and then I saw a certain someone taking off their damn face before I saw the episode, and it made me really mad. But it was oh, like it was right. like four days after the Spoiler episode. Spoiler alert! Yeah, <laughs> I didn't okay. see how you were going to stay away from it. You know what? Um, I mean, my, my my page is just plastered with things. You know what? Me too. But uh, the next uh, the episode before the one we're going to talk about now, none of that was spoiled. Even the greatest moment this season of Twin Peaks, which we'll get to. In a, I see your face, Kelly. I see it. We're going to talk about it. I hate it. you. All right. I hate uh, you. Oh, but, but Gunner, but, but can, I, can I say one thing about Audrey? Absolutely. Um. I think it was uh, summed up when I was reading what someone said. That getting reintroduced to Audrey was like getting on Facebook and finding that friend that you had in junior high school that was like, you know, your best friend and so cool. And then you find out that they're just like, dumb. You know, their life sucks and everything. You're like, oh, okay. Psychopath. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's, it's, it's good, Greek, getting to know you again, but I'll never talk to you again. But. Yeah! Wow, you really turned out fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I was like, that's a perfect way. To you might have to bleep that out. <laughs> well, let's move on to, to let's move on to last week's episode, not this week's that we just had, but last week's, um, which starts off with that the, was a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, stuff we're getting to, but okay. So let's start the opening scene with the Meacham brothers bringing gifts to Battle and Bud Bushnell. Um, that seems kind of illegal, doesn't it? <laughs> the dance was hilarious. I did like the dance. The little oh mumbo. my gosh, that was so the good. Conga line. <laughs> In Dougie's face, he he looked happy. Yeah. <laughs> First time, you know. Yeah. Oh man, it's and he, good. And he wasn't like. Just following and stumbling, stumbling. He was actually doing the little train dance with him. Yeah, because I think if he if he was you know stumbling, he would just end up falling and getting ran over by everybody. He just yeah. kind of goes along with what other people are doing, you know, too. Because you know when he's talking, he'll repeat things they say. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, I'm kind of curious about where this is going. You know, I'm I'm wondering, you know, if when they do find him, if they find him, whoever, you know, a, a Gordon and Albert, uh, will he still be out of it like that? 
I think that's what's going to wake him out of it. Or I think that's what'll wake him up. What about Philip Jeffries? We'll get there. That that's. I mean, we did see him again, but we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that. Um, I mean, you know, maybe that's the way they do it. Okay, go ahead. So, besides the ending of this episode, which rocked, um, we got. Um, that was a quick episode. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we got my second favorite moment of this episode. Oh, okay. Which is finally the reveal, at least to me, of the guy from Lost's name, Mr. Duncan Todd. I don't know if they'd said his name before or if I just finally decided to pay attention. They so, called him Mr. Todd. Okay. So Duncan Todd, uh, the Lost guy. Yeah, what's his face? Tom Sizemore calls. Yeah. He says, Gotta speak to Todd. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Todd. Mr. So, Toad. So we get that ride. scene. Um, you know, we, we, that Does scene. Does he work for Mr. C? Uh, I Mr. So. T- yeah, I think, think so. I mean, that's how I feel. I feel like they're making it seem, but do you think that maybe that's what they want us to think and he's working for somebody else? Like, Well, maybe he's working for Jeffries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, There's some know. kind of Rio connection there, yeah, because of that the box. Well, that that one girl that was murdered by the midget. Oh my gosh, really? Did I just say that? Yeah, like the spike. <laughs> she she was remember she was the one that was putting um that those notes in that machine and it said Argent. Nice. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting uh, thing there, huh? Good yeah. job, me. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so every time you speak, it's a good job, you. <laughs> I know. I'm very happy and positive about that. About stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we move on. We all of a sudden talking about me. Oh well. <laughs> so the next scene, we see the freaking amazing uh, playset that the Meacham brothers bought, uh, Sonny Jim. How awesome is that? Oh, uh, yeah, that, that that I got a little sad. I think Sonny Jim's going to die. You think so? I think so. Oh, that's sad. But I did notice, and I, I wrote this down, um, can't say I love you. Because if, if you notice... Uh, Dougie, a.k.a. Coop, whatever you want to call him, he always repeats everything that everyone says, you know? Mm. But when Janie E. said, I love you, he couldn't bring himself to say, I love you. Mm. So I don't know if there's significance to that or not. I don't know. What do you think, Pick? Uh, I haven't really thought about it. Didn't didn't really uh, tickle my fancy bone. All right. Well, maybe or fancy my tickle bone. Maybe I'm just overanalyzing. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't catch on to that. Bone. I just. I just caught on to Sunny Jim's gonna die. Mm. You think Sunny Jim's because gonna die, Kill? Because of the spotlight. Oh. That's why I said that. Hmm. Maybe I didn't think of that. Because everybody who's been, you know, on the spotlight and the spotlight on them. Bad things has happened. Hmm. You think he's special or no? 
Sunny Jim? Yeah. Oh, he's special, all right. No, I yeah, mean, like, you think... Dougie is a father. I mean, even before when Dougie was the weird hair and a big belly and that weird green suit or whatever. I mean, come on. If that's your dad. And how has Dougie got Janie E anyway? Uh-huh. And Jade. Don't forget Jade. Jade gives him two rides. <laughs> two rides. <laughs> Did give t- wait? She did give two rights. <laughs> did we totally? Uh, we did we totally skip the? Uh, the no, nope, it's not James finale. Uh, that, we didn't got. We haven't gotten there yet. We're on the last episode. No, we're not. This was last week. We're we're still All on right. last week's. Not this past week. Not this Sunday's. Oh, we're on okay. the one two All weeks right. ago. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The one you watched first, without the. Rest I, I'm of just. I'm just. When you say last week, because I'm looking at tomorrow as being. That's well, today's true. Friday, isn't it? Yeah. Shit, yeah. Saturday. So. I was all excited to look for Twin Peaks tomorrow. Oh well. <laughs> so the next scene is a pretty damn good scene with a lot of a lot of girth to it, if you will. It's Mr. C <laughs> and Ray. Um, and the whole arm, the the arm wrestling. (laughs) And I think the biggest takeaway from that scene, and am I the only one that noticed it? Probably not. But was that not, uh, was that not, uh, Richard Horn there? Is that not where he went to hide out? Yeah. Yeah, that was Richard. So Richard knows, is Rich, is Richard in that gang? So does that mean Richard his face when he saw that dude on TV? When he saw yeah. it sure looked like a dude who uh, saw his dad for the first time in a long time. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I think that Richard and Linda are Bob's kids with Audrey. Whether she's in a coma or not, I don't know. Um, but that's what I think. I don't know who Linda is. I'm sure we'll find out eventually. We have to, unless Linda is the crazy lady that, uh, um, that Carl is maybe keeping an eye on. You think maybe Carl knows something and that lady that lives in his, his, uh, trailer park. It, Cause that's the only Linda we know so far. This, this series. Could that be Richard and Linda, Linda? I mean, and if it is, could yes. Carl be? Because the only Linda we know right now. So, because this is this is what else we know. Way. We know Carl was not in Twin Peaks when we last saw him before this in Firewalk with Me. He was not in Twin Peaks. He was in a different city altogether. He was at Trout. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, just down the road. Apparently, but it's not because that was in a different state. <laughs> yeah, Leland went the long way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what we're going to say is maybe an hour away. Because the people at the R and R know Carl like he's a regular. Yeah, well maybe you know, in the way he says like we're going to town. Well, yeah, because five 20, seconds later, twenty five <laughs> years passed since we knew Carl was in wherever he was, Oregon or whatever, wherever it's that was. Fat Trout. That's where old girl lives. Yeah, Teresa Banks. Becky. And Becky. Yeah, Becky. Yeah, Becky. Oh yeah, but she can't live too far away. But he's not. He is oh. not in. He's he's in a different place than he was in Firewalk with me. It's a di- whole different 
Like, this is like something trout. The other one was a different trout. Ooh. If you look it up, they're they're two different. Maybe that trout is a portal because Chet disappeared in there. And maybe Bob is going to find Becky. And maybe uh, Bobby has to save her with the help of Major Briggs. Why well, Briggs think. is dead? <laughs> well, he but he gave him that thing. True. The, you know he he's. I feel like you know they kind of said trying to say that he was going around in time. You know, because his body wasn't uh, uh, hadn't deteriorated or you know been old. Well, I, I think he was in the. I think he was in the red room, and that's why his body didn't age. Even though Laura's aged and Dale's aged. Well, no, Dale looks exactly the same, I think. But um, No, 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 no. So I, I, do, I do think that Carl is looking after Linda. Carl knows the importance of Linda. And that's why he is at that Trout Park place watching Linda, keeping an eye on her, protecting her. Because we know Carl's special. he's gifted. Yeah. yeah. So that's what that, I think that's who Linda is. Um, now, Linda's husband, is he the one that just tried killing his wife in real life? You know what I'm talking what? about? The guy from, there was an actor from Twin Peaks, The Return, that just got arrested for trying to kill his wife. You didn't hear about that? No, I, I, think, I, I think that's who it was. I think it was the guy that played Linda's husband. Um, anyway, I guess. Chevy D? Yeah. He, in real life, he just got arrested for trying to kill his. It was all I over the place. I that. thought it was on IMDb, too, in the news. But uh, anyway, don't matter. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think Carl's doing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it doesn't matter. She's trying to kill her as well. And so, yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm 100% believer now seeing Ray and Mr. C together in the same scene that yeah that's his that's his dad but uh what'd you think of that scene pick was it what what's your biggest takeaway from that scene with the whole arm wrestling and obviously we have uh we have the whole ring thing with ray um i think that um when cooper or mr c is with those guys he is completely Bob because he talks normally. He's like, okay, how about this bet? Blah, blah. Uh, I get him if I win. I don't want to be your boss, you know, (laughs) but when he's around Gordon or Diane or he's, he's like faking it. I think, I I don't know if he's, I've said this in a previous show, but I think he's doing his Cooper impersonation in front of them. That he wants yeah. them to think that he is actually Cooper. So he's trying to <laughs> so bad. He's so trying bad. to sound like you Dale know, Cooper. Know, but like if if Bob if he was going to be I think if Bob was in control, I think it would be more like they would be trying to act like Frank Silva's take on it. You know, like he would be snarling and Doing his whole, you know, shoulders, 
lurk, lurking and. I don't know. Maybe know. after twenty five years, Bob has uh, chilled the out f out. <laughs> he got arthritis. <laughs> well, no, he because good. You're still with me. Yeah. No, maybe he's using Cooper to. Maybe he's like, oh, I'm gonna take over this bitch. You know, I'm gonna become a billionaire and. I'm not going back to the red, you know, red room, black lodge, whatever. Yeah, but you remember like how when when Bob and in the Twin Peaks, we know it was all crouched down and like yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah, yeah. he was just like a, like a maniac, you know. And when he would talk, he would he would be you know you know he would just be sinister like and and snarling and what was the thing he said Kelly with the death bag it's my death bag you know or whatever <laughs> like you know, I will get uh, you uh, with my yeah. death bag <laughs> yeah you, you can see him talking like that but that's true it's like Gunner says he's trying to overly be upright and he's a terrible actor Bob is <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you think about it, Frank Silva. No, right. the actual character inside Cooper. Oh, okay. You know yeah. what, though, he won the body lottery with Cooper. Because if you think about it, I mean, yeah, Leland, I guess, was okay. a good catch. But dude, he got an FBI agent. He got inside. He is walking yeah. around in an FBI agent. You don't want to mess he that got up. Inside Audrey too. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. So, yeah. so what do you think about the uh, whole, you know, we're learning a little bit more about that green ring. So is it that if you die with the ring, you go to the room? Because isn't, because what, what we know about. I think what it is is they, they said that if, sorry, if, because Laura put the ring on, you can't, he, he can't take you as far as embodying you. So remember ring? she put the, but put the not, ring on or something that he made her, he made, I don't know. Because Dougie Bob had the ring. So, so here's the people we know that had the ring. Uh, Laura had the ring. Like he's trying to trick them. Teresa had the ring. He's, tr- he, he's trying to trick, because uh, he was supposed to put the ring on the finger when he was dead. What he was paid to do, right? Ray was. And so I think he's trying to trick them by putting the ring on him. I don't know how the hell it makes any sense, but that just seems like what he's trying to do. Well, maybe I think maybe what they're trying to do is they're trying to put that ring on Mr. C's finger to send him back. And so what he did was he put the, he put the ring on, uh, on Ray's finger and end up killing Ray, sending Ray to the room. Yeah. Cause I mean, so I mean, how did Jeff, what happened to, uh, uh, Chet Desmond? Did because Desmond found the ring? Did he die? Did someone kill him? Because he just disappeared. Whereas Dougie also disappeared, but Dougie's soul went to the red room, and Cooper entered. Non-existent. Yeah, Dougie became non-existent, and Cooper took over his body. So what? Ha- I mean, what's what? What happened to Chet Desmond? What happened with Laura when she put on the ring? Teresa Banks put on the ring and she died. What what there's gotta be some significance to the ring. And we know that the ring takes you up to the red room. Are we gonna see Chet Desmond? Are we gonna find out what happened? Ooh, I hope so. <laughs> well, he's he's uh he's supposed to be in the next 
Emma. <laughs> just kidding. Did you see Kelly's face? He's like, oh, so, no, just kidding, Kelly. I, I'm bullshit. All right, any more on this whole scene? Uh, well, I, I I love the scene. I thought it was hilarious. I liked how the bikers or what the biker style people, I should say, the gangsters, the rough and neck looking guys, hooligans. Uh, you know that one dude was. You got to beat me. Nobody does that. And then Cooper just like rips his friggin' arm off. He's just like yeah. it feels better. I like up how here. he's toying with him too. It's great. It, it feels better here. He's like, you remember where? Yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. don't like feeling it here. Starting position yeah. is that more comfortable? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he was saying. <laughs> then he put his hand through his head. You know that? I don't know, Oof, that was such. Everybody, everybody was like, "Oh my god!" You know, uh, you're the boss. Well, to quote a wise man who once said, "One dude's like, you need any money?" Yeah. <laughs> well, he's dead. Do you notice though that he looked like he didn't belong there? Who, oh, Mister? That C? made any sense, Mister C? Uh, Richard? No, the one dude that was like need any money? Oh, like, oh, yeah. The, the he one was real serial killer. Well, he no, I mean, he. he I think he was. It. He was probably their lawyer. He's probably the guy that keeps them on the legit side. And he, he, you know, that's yeah. why they showed him. Yeah, or accountant or something. Yeah, yeah. So, well, let's move on, and if there's anything more to say, we can come back. But, um, so we move on, and we got um, the whole Coop and, and uh, Sizemore thing. What's Sizemore's name, Pick? Do you remember? Cause I, couldn't, um, I couldn't think of it. Doesn't he go by, like, a last name or something? Yeah, I don't know. I ain't certain. But I loved when he went up and got the pie. That was great. And then I don't understand yeah. I don't understand what gave Tom Sizemore the uh change of heart. He's just a pussy or I didn't I, I definitely definitely did not see that coming. And then how he acted afterwards, like even more like you know. Well <laughs> just... before before Coop can we call him well, Dougie? Before he came back and they had the whole thing when he's with Nido or whatever and when they do the, the whole do the um you know, the jackpot thing or whatever, like she she says something about luck and fortune be with you or something. So it seems like Dougie's had a crazy, you know, luck streak with everything. But at the same time, the, the, the team up in the red room are manipulating things. They obviously put that dream in Mitchum's head. They obviously showed him what machines to play that and paid out. And how to rip off the midget's palm. Yeah, and they showed him how <laughs> they showed him how to pretty much rat out Tom Sizemore on these reports. I mean, they're helping him. So they want him to succeed. They want they're doing what they can to get Bob back in the in the red room. So Yeah. I love the whole spy thing. That just made me laugh. Because he's, he's becoming more and more coop. So 
So then we get a quick scene with uh, with our good friends uh, Chantel and Hutch talking about the Mormons. Nothing really to say <laughs> about that. Humorous, apparently. Uh, Janie E's car. We see her get the car driving it. Um, then we see the Tom Sizemore, the Tom Sizemore scene with where he's confessing. Um, I mean, anything. Uh, I, I think that scene was really cool because, you know, that guy was able to tell him, you know, it kind of, it was for me, it was like, yes, you know, um, I love it. So I put in, he was able to. I put in parentheses. Um, well, b- before that, we got the double R, so it like it like went back and forth. You had Coop and Sizemore, then you got Roth and and Jennifer Jason Lee, then back to Janie E. Like it, it a couple of scenes kind of went back and forth. But uh, the scene with Bud and Sizemore talking, I put in parentheses Anthony. Do you know what that means? Was there did, was that the person that? He ratted out. I don't know what Anthony means. I don't remember. Do you remember what Anthony? The, do you have any notes on that, Kel? No, I don't think I took notes this episode. The next, uh, the next episode is when I started taking notes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it must not be important. Yeah. But think, if there's someone, Anthony might be Tom Sizemore, isn't he? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we have to figure that. My out. My notes though. say Sizemore, Bud, and in parentheses Anthony. Maybe Anthony is the person that they're trying to, they're going to rat out. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Anyway. So let's move on to the double R again, where we see finally Big Ed. And we see him and Norma. Norma, of course, doing the books, because that's all the hell she ever does, is sit at a booth and crack the books. Um, and then we see <laughs> we see Bobby come in, and then all of a sudden we see Walter, who is Norma's man, Norma's new boyfriend. Talking. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Now I don't know if this means anything, but in this episode, Nadine was credited as Nadine Hurley, so. Of course, you could get divorced and keep your ex-husband's name. My my mom did that. She's still Malstrom. Um, so are we to take that Norma and Ed are still married? What do you think, Pick? Are they still married? You mean Nadine? Nadine, Nadine, I'm sorry. Yeah, Nadine and, and Ed. Yeah. I, I could see it since we've hardly seen any of them. <laughs> Well, we, we see Nadine and, and we see Nadine and she's listening to a podcast. She would love our podcast, I think. Um, <laughs> I and well, you know, speaking of Nadine, we also, <laughs> what'd you say? I don't think she would. <laughs> um, we also saw Nadine running into uh, Jacoby. That was a pretty awesome scene. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anything more on Norma and her, the double R, Norma's double R? I mean, was that just to show that she's not with Ed? I mean, I don't know what the point of that scene I don't is. know what that was about. I, I don't know. Hmm. For, for sure, I have no clue. 
right. Well, we get next. <laughs> we we take we get another crazy scene. Um, Sarah. Uh, watching the boxing match, and it's just like repeating and repeating and repeating itself. Now, at first, I my first thought was, oh, she's going to be watching a battle in Bud fight. Like, that's what I was hoping for, that she'd be watching Bushnell. But Was I, she? I don't think so. They never said the name. But uh, what the hell was going on there, man? With the, crazy. With that TV. Uh, I think she's, she's gone. Sarah's transcended into something. So. <laughs> <laughs> so then we That's get a, we get another scene with Audrey and Charlie. Did anything come out of this second meeting of with them? Pick. I think this is where. Uh, sorry, I'm, my name is Kelly, not That's Pickle. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I cut you off, Kevin. Apparently, I, I felt it's not the first time. That's <laughs> go okay. ahead. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, I want to hear his thing too. No, you, you first, please. Oh, well, um, I felt like, you know, she was really kind of confused and sad. Obviously, that was what the scene was. I'm not real sure about what, what he was talking about, go to the place or not. Uh, I, but I, uh, this is where I guess I've, I figured out that she may uh, have some sort of like uh, an amnesia or coma or something like that. Could she be in the red room? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I have some theories about some of it, but I don't want to go there because we're talking about, you know, um, dreams and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't want to bring that up. <clears throat> All right. But uh, when is the end of this episode? What happened at the end of this one? It's funny you mention that. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Now, go ahead and put the knife in my neck. So let me just say how proud of you guys I am. Because you watched this without me. I waited almost a week. So actually, it was a week. I watched it on Sunday. That's good friends for you right there. And you did not tell me that the greatest moment of this season happened in this episode. <laughs> so stupid. You should have heard oh me cheer. God. You should have heard me cheer. I was like, oh my God. I was like punching the bed. <laughs> not did you really, think, but. Did you uh, think of me, Kelly? All the people in the audience. They were like, yeah, into it, you know. Like, no. Jessica Sarr was Everyone's bawling her eyes out. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did notice that. Yeah, she was just crying. You didn't notice that? Go oh, back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just like, James has always been cool. I guess th- maybe this alter, th- maybe this Twin Peaks is an alternate universe in which James is actually cool to everybody, <laughs> and the Twin Peaks that are that I know is where you know. I think James was cool because he, he he used to be James Dean, and now he's turned into like Richard Pryor. 
<laughs> Richard Pryor? <laughs> what kind of reference <laughs> analogy is that? I don't know, you know, he's, he's a security guard or something. He went oh, from janitor. He went from James Hurley to Kevin he's James Hurley. Mall Cop. Bart yeah. Paul Bart Mall Cop. <laughs> Oh, God, you're funny. So I have nothing, I guys. This is crazy. I have nothing really to say about this except how awesome this was. And then we got the weird shot of Big Ed to end the episode. Oh, that's yeah, great. That was, that was awesome. Is that so just, what were they talking about? The re- there was a reflection in, in the mirror, in the window. Yes. Yeah, I guess they said that he was holding a cup or something and he put it down. And in the reflection, I guess it was still held up. Oh, so it's continuity, not a, not a. Well, uh, no, I think I think it may have been like you know, you know, because that weird shape or something went by. Maybe that his doppelganger. Well, there's mm-hmm. a lot of continuity stuff, especially with the double R. Like I've been reading stuff that I never, I didn't catch when I watched it, but it was one of the episodes. I think it was the 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 one that aired on Father's Day. Um, where, oh, where people skipped, where people they, skipped around. Yeah, like they, it's like they reversed it. So I think all that's on purpose. But I don't know. Yeah, something weird. I mean, I don't know. We'll figure it out, I guess, or not. We'll see. Pick, how excited were you when you heard this song? When you saw James oh. get up there, did you oh, know that that's what he was singing? When she said, welcome to the roadhouse Jet and I was like, she's gonna say James Morris. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I, I was like, my mouth was wide open. I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? And then like watching the people in the in the audience like swaying. No, if real people would be like throwing tomatoes and beer bottles at him. <laughs> but James, and is I cool. would be me. He's always been cool. He is not cool. James I didn't sucks. see Moby in the crowd this time. <laughs> you see Dave Grohl in the crowd. <laughs> Always the best part, the bass walk. Which I did notice he had no basement bass on stage with him. That's probably why. It's just it's stupid. I loved it. I don't care. Just like, here you go. Is that really James Marshall yeah, singing? He, I, how much money? Well, apparently he's a... Because he was credited in oh. it. He's on the soundtrack. I wish I could hit those high but, notes. But you know, if, like this is his money maker. You know, this is his one hit wonder. <laughs> it's this gonna... is his umba. <laughs> <laughs> He's still singing it 25 oh years later. God, it's just like tortures my soul every time. I love it. All right. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to come back and discuss last week's episode, which uh, there's quite a bit in that we episode have as well. Boats on. <laughs> so we're going to take a break and we'll be back before you even know. Well, we let's uh, we're back and uh, ready to talk about last week's Twin Peaks, which is episode which one pick? 14. 14? 14. Man, which means we only have four left. That's crazy. And isn't the last week a double episode? I think we're going to have I definitely think we're going to have some more, like, weirdo, you know, 
scenes like the uh, the explosion, you know, weird, crazy, trippy, you know, how the um, the hole comes open and it's like a, a wormhole thing. So, mm-hmm. Something big is going to happen. Yeah. Well, something big got to happen. I wonder if Philip Jeffries is coming back. Well, you know what I mean? Like they keep they keep talking about Philip Jeffries. He's kind of dead. And, and referencing Argentina. He's kind of you know? dead, so that might be a little difficult. But heck, we've seen yeah, five dead actors on that show appear. You know, Warren Frost, so, Miguel Ferrer, yeah. the Log Lady, Margaret, Margaret. Uh, um, we don't care what you Frank Silver. <laughs> So, well, she is not dead. So let's, let's jump right, right into this episode. So we get the opening scene is Cole on the phone with Lucy and Frank Truman. Um, Was that just, I mean, was there really a point to that? Or was that just them setting up everyone meeting in Twin Peaks? Or is it just, you know what, we, we want to just show these, people talking to each other yeah i think so i i do but you know what i was really noticed about the scene was that he didn't tell him anything about the note you know with the coordinates or whatever he didn't say anything about that he didn't say there's two coopers he didn't i mean if they if he would have said that they would have been like oh snap we we know that too let's hook up Let's go to the coordinates. Well, they're not. I mean, it would have made sense. They're not part of Project Blue Book. They they can't be given that privileged information. Now, on the other uh. hand, on the other hand, Frank revealed about the two coops to. Uh, I almost said Gary, as in Gary Cole, um, as in Gordon Cole. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely. The pic- the pieces are going in that direction. They kind of have to. They're <laughs> yeah, running out of time. Um, you know, I, I really, I really don't want another true detective type thing. You know, what do you mean? Where it just kind of like, like the whole ending in True Detective happened in like one episode. Yeah, yeah, you that's know. true. So. Do you think he would do that? I mean, knowing his like style. I would hope not. I think we'd yeah. more likely not have anything answered than have that happen. Exactly. That's, that's more likely what I'm going to say. Yeah, do. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at there. It's kind of just like him to do that. Yeah. I would love to see, like, like, like Piper Laurie, like, <laughs> rip her face off of some character, and it's like... It's me, Catherine. <laughs> you know, she's wearing a mask. It was Catherine Martell. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you, rest. You know, whatever. You know, what I'm trying to say, pesky kids. So let me ask you, since there, since her death on the show was kind of riddled in mystery, the lady that, well, never mind. Hang on, we'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump ahead. I just thought of something right now, but we'll get there. Um, so the next scene, we, uh, we get Tammy, Albert, Gordon, and Diane. And th- this, I believe, is the big reveal that Janie E. is Diane's half-sister. Yeah, that she had a falling out with. So, and she hates her guts. How does she not 
know that her husband looks exactly like her sister's boss. I like, don't know. I don't know if she's. I don't know if she's seen her. I mean, seen him because she seems like you know they had a falling out a long time ago. Is what she, I took from that. I yeah, I could see that too. But so, do you think she was targeted because she's Diane's sister? Do you think maybe that's what the falling out with the last time she saw Cooper was? Because maybe Cooper she told keeps her. She's saying I don't want to talk about that night, and I'm like, why not? You know, I mean, if he, you know, we, you know, we have the the idea that maybe he sexually assaulted her in some way. Um, that's an idea, but and there's, you know, I have no idea. Maybe if that's the case, then why is she working with him? Yeah. Could it be that? Well, what about this theory? Maybe what happened to that that night wasn't anything to Diane, but maybe what happened was he sent another doppelganger after her sister, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's part of the reason why they're estranged. Maybe she knows that Dougie, mm, Dougie. that Dougie yeah. is a doppelganger. I think Diane knows more than we realize. So maybe that's why... But why would Evil Cooper have Diane as a, you know, maybe just because she was the, at the wrong place at the wrong time or something? Maybe he's using, he's like, you know what, you're going to do what I say because I got another, another doppelganger that at the drop of a hat could kill your sister. And that's why oh. she's going along with it to protect her sister. And maybe mm-hmm. that's why they're estranged. Maybe she knows, and that's why she she wants nothing to do with her sister, because mm. she's afraid that Doug, the real Dougie, not actual Cooper, but that the real Doug. I'm. I never thought of it up until this episode, but the real Doug, Fat Doug, and. Mr. C, I'm sure they know each other. Yeah, maybe that was who he owed money to or something. Yeah. Like, I could see that. I mean, if, if a Mr. C is like a billionaire or whatever, at least, I mean, he's at least something. You know, he's a crook. And he doesn't seem to have a problem, like, getting whatever he wants. Uh-huh. So that's what I think. But apparently, he can, you know, punch somebody through to the skull. So... <laughs> I probably wouldn't be messing with him either. I don't know, understand why the two people in the beginning, I know they were hired by Phillips Jeffries, but God, going up against that guy? Yeah. And did Red have those coordinates in his pocket the whole damn time? Well, I don't know. Barely. I mean, but how, how much time is literally passed, though? You know? Yeah, that's true. So, also... In this uh, this scene, we hear about Gordon's dream. So I am still, I still think, I don't know. I'm still confused that, that the scene from a couple episodes ago, that that's not Monica Bellucci. But that's weird that he like pretty much described, because what he said in the dream was, um, he said, the the woman who was in the I thought she was even Italian like Monica Bellucci, or Bellucci's Italian, right? Or is she French? Dang. Right. So I thought that she said, "I'll meet you down at the bar," and left Gordon. And that's exactly how his dream started. He's with Monica Bellucci, and she said, "I'll meet you down at the bar," and that's when this whole dream happened. 
So I don't know. I'm I'm under the assumption that that scene with Gordon was a dream. But I'm I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. Well, what, what would the point be in that being a dream though? Because nothing happened except for him saying, "Gotta go, hon," and then she like takes twenty minutes to <laughs> get her shit together. Well, that was the start of the dream, and what happened was in the dream, Albert came, and then. After Albert left, he went down and had the dream, the rest of the dream that, the rest of that scene. So if you link up the scene we had two episodes ago, with the dream and put them together, you get one complete scene. Huh. But I don't think it's important enough to to, really dis- you know what I mean? Like I don't think it's gonna have any impact on the, on the show. But it is another. Monica what I, I wrote down um, here uh, that um, I did write down who is Diane really? Um, you talking about that um, uh, for the dream? Uh, I was I wrote down the quote she said. She said, "We're like the dreamer who dreams dream and then lives, lives inside, inside the, the dream. dream." Who is the dreamer? I wrote it down too, Cal. Great minds and think alike. Yeah, cool. And that's the name of the episode? (laughs) But who is the dreamer? Something like that. I didn't know. uh, I think it's called For Leon. Honestly, I have been just not watching or looking at any, you know, theories or anything like that. I've just sort of been like, I want to come up with my own thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every once in a while, if it's like, you know, so-and-so says something about their like an actor or something about their experience with David Lynch or something like that. More, more like on the actual reality side of the show, I guess I I could say, um, I don't really understand what some of these girls are talking about at the end of the roadhouse. I mean, like what, what's up with the, like, you know, I know this was a few episodes ago, but the scratching of the armpit, you know, it's like, and and they're drinking and these girls are like being, they're just gross. You know, I don't, I don't understand. Maybe they're just trying to to show that that's that's still that seedy underbelly there, and uh, why haven't we heard about Canada or anything? Uh-huh. And how did they find out about Chad? Okay, I won't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, that's the next scene. But before <laughs> we get there, before we get to Chad, the last part of this whole sequence was the actual missing pieces. That was cool. Uh-huh. Um, now, did they reveal in this that that scene for missing pieces was that also a dream, or did that really happen? Look who, who do you think that is there? What was that pick? You think that was a dream or you think that really happened? The thing with Jeff. Oh, you mean the thing where he was there? The scene, the scene from Missing Pieces, because they showed that scene. Yeah. No, well, I think... One thing, didn't that take place in Philadelphia? Yeah. In, yeah, and, and the, Albert was there. Yeah, and, and according and, to... So this one, it wasn't in Philadelphia. It was in somewhere else. Well, I think they, they, could, they could said Rio, maybe. Well, according to huh. the television show Twin Peaks, Norma's mom is a famous food critic, and according to the book, Norma's mom died, leaving her the double R many, many years ago, before the the events of the series. So. There's lots of contradictions between the new series and the attached 
literature and the old series. So, I lo- I wrote down uh, when we went to look back. I wrote down Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. So that probably was. Has well, that's to do where with it. that's where the missing pieces was, or that's where the scene was in yeah. Firewalk with Me. The the headquarters. Yeah. So. Uh. But let's uh, if, let's move to to Chad under arrest. Was he arrested awesome. for the stealing of the letter, or was just every did Bobby, who was working on that drug bust, end up busting him? Do we really know why he was yeah, arrested? Yeah, that's that's what I w- I was thinking. It just said that they had been working on a case for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and he also they were like shame on you, you know. Yeah. It was it wasn't like they they were it wasn't like some just random you know, crap. It was just like, it was serious. So that's why I think they found that, you know, he was running drugs or whatever he was doing. They didn't say nothing about the the attempted murder or covering up. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're flying through this. Um, Do I want to go here? Yeah, let's go here next. So um, next scene we get is the group in the woods, Jack Ra- Jack Rabbit Palace, um, mm-hmm. and it, it uh, culminated with Andy going into the White Lodge. Is that where he went? I think I think that's what I'm assuming yeah. it is. So so that's the first time we actually uh, outside of Facebook, the first time we hear the giant refer to himself as the fireman. Now let me ask you a question, Pick. Um, when they re- when when they revealed the giant's name, and it was oh, it's a big deal, and spoiler alert, huge spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler a squirt. Spoiler a squirt. Um, how was the name the fireman? A spoiler alert. Have we heard that name before today's episode? Like, why is it such a big deal that he's the fireman? I don't get it. Uh, he puts out fires. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I mean, walk with me. Yeah, I think he's he's. I mean, that's what I thought because you know, it, he, they were talking about the the map had the fire there, and it was like ooh, scary the Indians, and and then Bob, you know, there's the fire walk with me and matches and everything. So maybe that just means he he he's trying to tell him in a, a way that he's. A friend, maybe anti-Bob, or or is it stress? No stress, no stress. Is it uh, his job to squash the fire, quote unquote? The gotta light people, and uh, you know Bob, and you know put out gotta light, put because they showed that they showed that guy again. They showed Smokey again. Was that like were we supposed to get? anything more out of that the whole all those uh, essentially videos Andy was watching or was that just because it showed Lucy too yeah wait it showed who Uh, showed Lucy oh it did yeah Lucy was in in one of them really yeah she was just kind of standing there though it was just like the side of her face or something was somebody else in that shot Kevin? That's that I know of. 
um, I just remember Lucy in like a white sweater. Maybe. I feel like when um, they were in the woods, there was that electric sound. Yeah, there was. You know, yeah. There was there was that electric sound, and um, it it came on. You know, in the beginning of um, Gordon's dream, I feel, and so uh, you know, it's just that electric sound has. It's just like a the circle, maybe. You know, you've got the white lodge and the black lodge. And they both use electricity to move around, like when um, Cooper was in the weird purple place with NATO. Is that her name? Uh, and maybe, sure. you know, I don't know. Obviously, that's kind of where we're going with this with all the lighters and, I mean, the cigarette lighter and the car and the, and the wall outlet. Hmm. So, so I went off on a tangent, uh, guys. <laughs> this is what David Lynch does to you. I mean, just so back to my my point I was going to make about ten minutes ago. Um, so Josie, Josie's death was shrouded in mystery. Um, why not have the lady with the eyes be Josie? Could it be Josie? I mean, do we know mm-hmm. that that's a different actress? They look different. Yeah, they don't all look alike. I, I, I do know that uh, Joan Chen and David Lynch had a spat. Oh, did they? Is that why they killed her on the show? I think so. Oh, well. They can replace Michael Anderson with the tree. They can replace Josie with the lady with no eyes. Sure. It might be like ultimate payback. Okay, but, I didn't know hey, that. There's a question there. Got a question. Why do you, why do you think Andy was chosen for the White Lodge? I think I know. Go because he's pure of heart. I can see that. So, do you think because, and I never thought of this until up until this moment, but because she was in the in the videos, I think Lucy has something to do with the blue rose? Like, do you think the firemen put her there to kind of protect this portal indirectly? Maybe that's why or she's protect so... protect Andy? No, pro- protect the portal. But, or Andy. Or Andy. Because, I mean, if, you know... Maybe Andy's you look at it like yeah. a symbolic kind of way, like, you know, she was there to... Because, yeah, apparently Andy's got a big purpose in life well i mean yeah. she's kind of messed up and her kids kind of messed up so maybe she is but maybe they are both special i think but, it but, you know let's jump ahead then like, this is kind of related let's jump ahead a little we'll, we'll skip some part but um james and freddie <laughs> eating walnuts so you know that was a great that was a great scene and and you know, Freddie tells him the story that essentially he was chosen by the firemen to protect, to go, come to Twin Peaks. Now, so could that be the same thing with Andy? Like he's one of the chosen ones that will battle for, and I don't, I don't mean like an actual war, but. Oh, Freddie's going to be the man. Now Freddie was the guy in that opening in the in the first episode that walked in with James right as Madchen said 
James is cool. He's always been cool. Yeah. Was he wearing the <laughs> mitt at that time? The the glove. I didn't, I didn't notice, but I imagine he was because he said like he hadn't taken it off since being in London. Or sorry, just for you, Kelly. When he uh, almost snapped his Gregory. I loved how he couldn't eat the walnuts because he just kept like powdering them. Like that was, that was awesome. How about how about use your other hand, dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like use it, so, you know, the ground or something. I mean, like, jeez. So, I mean, do you think that there's there's more people that were sent to Twin Peaks just for this occasion? Or people that have been there, the, people that have been there the whole time, that are ready. That, <laughs> green glove, though. I mean, that's hilarious. Well, just, why? Just think. Well, of I guess it, why not? Just but. think if it was all the weirdos. You got the guy with the green glove. You got the guy with the 3D glasses. Lady. <laughs> you got the golden shovel. You got Nadine. You got the eye patch. Who's gonna remove her <laughs> eye patch and have like a diamond in her eye? It's like the Avengers of. Of, you know, blue rose protecting, which makes the fireman. The eye might be the portal. What happened? Oh, the eye might be the portal. I just don't really understand. I just don't really understand, like, why? Um, Why are they trying to protect something like this, like doppelganger or stuff? I mean, is it they're trying to keep keep the evil from getting in? What's what's the purpose of having a doppelganger, really? I don't really understand that. You have somebody to blame all your bad stuff on. Like it wasn't me, it was him. <laughs> yeah. Well, the doppelgangers yeah, but are they still think it's you because you're him. That makes yeah, no sense, Kevin. <laughs> so then, is I don't do bad. is Gordon special? If Gordon saw that, because that that same cyclone isn't that same cyclone that allegedly took Freddie up and took uh, took Andy away. Did Gordon saw that same that same portal. So is Gordon one of the chosen ones as well? I don't know. I don't see why not. I hope so. I, I think uh, I, I think everybody involved has some sort of uh everyone you call it like got, got everyone oh my god Seriously? Even James. I mean, you know, James has like the voice of, a, of an angel. I'm coming to Chicago and I am freaking tied you to a chair. He does I'm have the voice of an angel. angel. Orange, you. Listen, voice so of an angel. Some kind of celestial. Voice of an angel. <laughs> I, I, I imagine angels do sound like that. I mean, you know, kind of echo. I'm not gonna lie. Adding that song to no. my uh, to my uh, my box here, the greatest thing I ever did. Just having this at a drop of a hat has made this podcast worth listening to for people. If only they could see the disappointment in Kelly's eye every time <laughs> I play this. <laughs> That's just for me to pick, I guess. I <laughs> Uh, you know, I think we should name totally the podcast. James is so cool. Podcast. It's not James is so cool. James is cool. He's always been cool. 
Well, there, there, right. there's no way we're not going out on this song tonight in honor of its appearance in the episode. I wonder if, because they've been slowly releasing those songs. Let me see something really fast. Um, for the new Twin Peaks CD? Mm-hmm. They've been, like, slowly putting those songs up. On iTunes every, every week, yeah, I think. I wonder if they've put that one on there yet. I don't, even, I don't know. I don't do that, teens. Let's see. Oh, it's on there. I mean, it's not you. Undefined. Does it, does it say? Does it say DJ Khaled remix 2017? <laughs> no, but it does say James Marshall, so it really is him singing. Oh. But they also have Green Onions, but that's not one that you can get right now. Is it just him? That's what it says, James Marshall. And I, just, just you, just him. Never mind. He said I read an article um, that he said he did sing it. Um, he was talking about how David Lynch, he they're recording it, and there was one part of the song. He said it was a stretch for him. I guess he wanted it to be high like that. David did, and he said that he he did a take, and the pitch was like off. He said because it was a difficult, like I guess. Uh, mode to sing in, and he said, he, "He said, oh, we can do that again." He's like, "No, keep it." <laughs> he wanted him to sound weird and high and fucked up, and it was. <laughs> he's like, I, "Oh my gosh!" That is, uh, it is the voice of an angel, though. Uh, okay, so so let's back up a little. Um, the blind chick in the prison cell. Um. Oh, here's something else I caught. I did put a note down from that. Um, who's the drunk chick in a prison cell? The chick with the things on her eyes that they pulled out. Oh, NATO, of NATO, NATO. Yeah. Um, let me ask a question. Who was the guy in the prison cell with her and Chad? That was Billy. Billy. We're thinking Billy. Do we know who I'm Billy thinking is? Thinking it's Billy, but but. But Billy's supposed to be attractive, so I'm like, what? Uh, he doesn't look very attractive, but I think some, something came over him, he said. They said, and he started banging his head into the uh, sink or something. So I wrote this note down for that, that scene for Billy. I wrote, like Dougie. Did you catch that he was acting a lot like Dougie because he was kind of repeating everything that was said? Yeah. I yeah, mean, I could, could he be someone that, you know, that could he be Laura? Created. Could he be Laura? Could or could he just be someone that somehow. <laughs> what? <laughs> that makes oh, sense at all. Go back. Wait. Well, I'm just saying, like. Well, I was thinking maybe he was possessed by either Bob or one of the Bob ish type demon dudes with the crazy faces they got a light maybe he maybe he just uh i don't know because if he's acting a lot like doug or coop whatever you want to call him um coop just got out of that room so maybe he just got out of that room as well could maybe he's leland you know i don't know i mean could he be you know, possessed by that spirit. 
I don't know. Wyndham Earl. When uh, Wyndham Earl? I don't know. Hmm. But it sounds like he seemed a lot like Dougie with the whole repeating thing. But all uh-huh. right. Why didn't I write down London uh, Tunnel? Because of uh, Jimmy or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Green Arm. I said WTF hand question mark. The immortal rubber fist. <laughs> Love power. <laughs> nice. So, you know, we've we've kind of covered some of this after the whole drunks, the uh, the blind, the blind chick, and all that stuff. You know, we we got another scene that we'll, we'll end talking with, but we did get the girls at the roadhouse, and they were talking about Billy. And they also... Oh, hold on, hold on. Um, I'm sorry. Do you mind if we go back to the scene with the guy with the gloved hand? Sure. Um, uh, he was talking with Jimmy, or uh, James, if you will. And uh, he with was who? seeing uh, the, the green hand guy. Who was he talking oh, to? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea. I'm going to make so many memes with your face. You just are just... Hold on to your cockles because <laughs> you are done, son. You know, I'm going to put Dad. in my will when I pass away that I want someone to sing this song at my wedding, Kel. <laughs> at, at, my, wedding? at my funeral. Your funeral already? You get married at the... <laughs> I want you to sing that song at my funeral. Yes, you. I'll do it. Alone in a box. Alone (laughs) forever. Alone. All right. So, so, so I'm sorry. Go on. So, Freddie and James. Yeah, okay. So, James gets up and he walks down into the furnace area. And I swear the sound in there was exactly like the sound from the Great Northern. Mm-hmm. Well, they're at the Great Northern. Like the they're at like the Great the Northern. Is that where they are? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't oh, you just see the transitional shot right before they showed them? I thought so, but I thought maybe it was just showing, you know, how sometimes and, they would just show the Great Northern and yeah. then they go on to a different scene. Yeah, he's got a uh, Great Northern patch security mm-hmm. on his arm. I think I was so enthralled with the story about the glove that I wasn't even paying attention to any of that at all. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what? I was just watching him with doing the nuts, and then I was just like, what? What? <laughs> the glove, and then go to Twin Peaks? What? What? Yeah, so I guess that's that same noise. Do we know what that noise is? I guess I didn't realize that that, that was the same noise, but now that you mention it, yeah. I think it's the machine that keeps Audrey in a coma. And or and, and or maybe. Well, we heard that noise first season of Twin Peaks. Yeah, and you know it always seems to be like right outside of Ben's office. Hmm. Wait, we heard that noise in the who? first season. Yeah, wasn't it in, the, in the, her secret room? Well, I that's what I assumed that. I didn't hear that noise. I don't remember that noise from the first season, but I am assuming whatever it was was coming from. Her secret room. Hmm. I thought there was a noise. 
I don't know. Um, but you know, we watched them all. Like, How did he not know that there was a secret room in his own place? Because it's a did secret. Did he buy it from somebody? It's I mean, a that was secret. his parents, right? It's a secret. Did, did, did him and Jerry go in it when they were kids? He would know. I would think that he would be the one to have a secret room, not Audrey. Maybe it was his, and then he just he just doesn't think that she knows about it. How oh, the possibilities of the secret room and the noise. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it's uh, has something to do with the box in New York. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> that would just ruin the. Uh, Why was James so afraid? Who? He was afraid. Who? James was afraid. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I love just it. wait. I'm gonna get your picture off of Facebook right now. <laughs> I would have changed my profile. Uh, I'm not. Too late. You should get it now, Kelly, with his alfalfa thing going on. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a full face. That's that's why I, that's why I have the windscreen to hide. Like this. <laughs> your alfalfa sticks up better than that one, Kelly. Just you. Uh. So the scene with uh, with the girls at the roadhouse talking about Billy and her mom being Tina. Any relevance to anything you think, or just filler? But oh, roadhouse! I don't. I don't understand any of it. I mean, like you know, all those girls from the first part, like when they had those three girls, when Richard started hitting on the girl, or whatever. Yeah. Where they at? What happened to them? Okay, one of them was Jane Levy, right? She's kind of a big name. Why have her in there just to... I don't know. Well, Jessica Cesar, she's she's only been she's only been in a couple times. Yeah, but at least she's had a pivotal part. Blake Lively. Oh, this is golden. This is golden. So, so, you know, cry over that beautiful song that it's, that's, that's probably got something to do with the whole series what was Jessica uh, uh, crying over at Renee oh yeah that's right it was this <laughs> just you so but this Dan Levy was, she didn't even do anything she just said hey quit hitting her that's all she did on the show I mean I'll do that. I wonder if like all those roadhouse scenes are going to make sense if you watch them in a row, it, it, you know, kind of a hidden thing, like in, um, breaking bad. Um, the, what was it? Remember the season that had the plane crash? Uh-huh. Well, like half the episodes, um, half the episodes started with a black and white foreshadow of what happened after the plane crash. And all of those yeah. episodes, when you look at just the names of those episodes in a row, it was it spelled out like fifty-five dead in plane crash over Albuquerque, New Mexico. Like that was like a hidden yeah. thing. So I wonder if maybe the the all the roadhouse scenes, when watched together in like one after another, if they're gonna make more sense. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Don't know. 
So I can't see how it would. Uh, I don't know. I'm just reaching. So is there anything else to talk about except the scene that we will take as the our final one we mentioned? Which is, of course, Sarah. Oh, it's a doozy. Ooh, it's so good. I love it. Unfortunately, this was spoiled for me before I saw the episode. Um, I'm sorry. That's I okay. didn't. No. I didn't. And it, I mean, it wasn't spoiled. I just saw about 10 or so pictures of Sarah with her face off. So um, now when Laura took her face off and had that same reaction, you know, that same, I don't know, it looked like a video was showing. What was, was that in the first episode of the season or was that from the Twin Peaks proper? That was from this, uh, from this season, right? When Laura took her face off? Yeah, yeah, that was this season. Okay. She had some electricity. Sarah did, right? She had at first, a lightning I thought bolt. that guy in the bar. At first, I thought it was Leo. At first, at first, you know, at first. How awesome <laughs> would that have been? I know. I was like, oh, no. And then I saw his ugly face, and I and when he kept saying the c word, I was like, oh, please don't do it again. Oh no, he did it. I have a theory. Go for I it. I have a theory. And this is what I was telling you. Uh, remember, I was like, oh, you said you watched it. And I was like, I have a theory. And Kevin wasn't around. But, yeah, I think that uh, that Sarah, Sarah is mother. Because Laura took her face off, too. She's mother. She's that thing in the, the box. Maybe it's not hereditary, though. Well, I think her being... Be, I mean, Bob was trying to get um, Laura. He was in Leland. She's, you know... Heck yeah. I don't know. Which meant that po- there are possible times where Bob f the mother. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, then does that mean that the girl who that bug crawled in his mouth was Sarah? Boom. I told you that, Kevin. Or was that Sarah's? Or was that Sarah's mom? Well, I said that from the beginning. That was Sarah. What year did that take place? I said it first, so you know. What year did that take place again? Fifties. Okay, so it wouldn't be Sarah's mom. Um, Yeah, that sounds. The fifties or forties? I don't know. Well, it was around the time that she was born. So So, yeah, it would probably be Sarah's mom. Or born, or you know, a kid. Yeah, because she's... So we'll see, you know. Well, it's either Sarah or Sarah's mom. It could be Sarah's mom. Because if, if, say that took place in the 50s, and say nine months later, Sarah was born, that would put Sarah born in the 50s. That would put her in her 30s in Twin Peaks. Or no, her 40s in Twin Peaks, which sounds more right. So mm-hmm. I think that thing crawled in Sarah's mom and nine months later Sarah was born. Oh. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That's a good theory. And so Sarah like became mother. But now that opens up whole new doors. Did Sarah know that Leland was Bob? Did 
is Sarah supernatural or is she just possessed by mother? Or is she human? Something's definitely wrong with Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she freaking, she looked at that guy. She's like, you don't want none of this. And he said, yes, I do, you C-word. And she was like, oh, really? Here's my face. And now his throat is doesn't exist. And the guy's like, you're going to pay for this. And she was looking at him, and she was, he was like, uh, okay, we're cool. <laughs> it backs up slowly. Uh, I didn't see nothing, lady. Uh, there's only one scary. thing that there's only one thing that could have saved him. <laughs> if that was playing in the background, I knew it was coming. I knew it was nope. coming. Nope. Do you think that that uh, a sound of an angel might might make Sarah like just turn around and turn turn good like like Laura and Fire Welcome Me? You know, the angel well, reaching out. Well, let me ask this question, actually. I just thought of this now. Remember when Hawk came to Sarah's house and it sounded like there was someone in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. Laura's out of the red room. She escaped. Could that be Laura in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. Maybe she and she came out of the ceiling fan. So Sarah's just kind of hiding her. Why is she all about Bloody Marys? She's all about them Bloody Marys. Because Bloody Marys are delicious. Yeah, but she's like also like rips people's face and throats and eyes and everything off. Is she like the queen of those like gotta light dudes? No, I think I think she's good. I think. Yeah. I think I I think think she is. She's a blue rose. I think you got it right. I think she's mother. I think she's mother. But, but is it really about the bunny? <laughs> <laughs> it is. But what, 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 I, what I want to know is, you know, the the uh, Smokey's chant. When the hell is that going to make any sense? Anybody got any theories on that? I am the well or whatever. We are the water, whatever. Yeah. Maybe he was. He maybe he was. Uh, telling them like let's rise up it's time to do our evil throughout the land of but the horse is, is the white of the eyes maybe it was part of the indian evil one of the greatest purposes of water is what to put out fire maybe true so we're saying smokey's a good guy no smokey's evil he's good dude I mean, why would him and his capadres kill poor uh, Bill? What's his face? I don't know. Uh, I don't think we have Matt Bill, Lillard. What's his face? Matt Lillard. Bill. Wasn't that his name? Bill. Oh. Hastings. Yeah. Mr. Hastings. Yeah. Is the cat in the hat in your place pick? He's he's showing. Doesn't that look like the cat in the hat? The shadow <laughs> of the cat in the hat. He's not acting normal. No, that's a fat. Oh, that's the jizzle. Uh, I think he's dead. Look. No, uh, he's just a cat. Okay. Stop. He woke up. <laughs> he just poked his face. Of course, he's going to. Yeah, up. but I poked it like four times. The first three didn't move. <laughs> Sorry. He was like, "Fucking leave me alone." 
You like that one better? Nice. True romance? Yeah. It's good. So, well, that's the last three episodes. Is there any other comments, guys, about any of the... And now, Kel, it's officially time for our music today. And what better song to go out than the real... Can I request a song? Sure. Uh, How about... um... Just you by James Marshall. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is a long distance dedication. His name is Kevin. His friends call him Pickle. His cat's partially dead, and he just wants to hear the voice of an angel. Kevin Pickle Deal, this song's for you. Thank you, Betty. I'm actually starting to like it. Turn it up. Oh, here's the best part. Ready? So, any other final, any other final comments on these last three episodes, guys? I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I love it. Twins Peaks is is the best. Makes me something. It makes me have something to look forward to every evening. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Or just for me, you know, just for me. I'm not doing something for somebody else, or like watching something somebody else wants me to watch. I'm doing this is just me. I hate the show. I just watch it for you guys. (laughs) That's the part. That's the part that he couldn't hit. I do have to admit, I think I like Frank Silva's version of it better. The uh, Frank Silva's recorded. Have you heard his version, Frank? I have not. You guys are my my besties with the testies. <laughs> I love doing this with you guys. I'm so sentimental. Keep playing this. This is making me nice. See, you got me. We've converted you. Well, I guess that's the show, guys. We'll see you next week, and we're just gonna continue listening to the awesomeness that is this song. <laughs> Can I guys see you tomorrow? Well, you want yes tomorrow, but we'll see each other tomorrow. Later.